0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: The How's Your Father podcast with Johnny Cochran. And now, here's Johnny. Hello and welcome to the How's Your Father podcast. My name is Johnny Cochran and yes, once again, I am joined by a rather special guest. You've come to expect it and I will, I never fail you, I never fail you. On today's How's Your Father podcast, I have none other than the hilariously funny stand-up comedian, Nico Yearwood. Hello, Nico. Hello, Johnny.
0: How are you doing, man?
1: I, You know, I, I go into compare mode whenever I um, introduce someone and I'm always expecting a kind of round of applause and it's somewhat underwhelming when it's just it's just a conversation in a phone booth really isn't it right now you, you want me to start clapping clapping yourself yeah yeah <laughs> there we go yeah 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 um there's just gonna be people listening to this when they're well i'd say they were on their way to work but we know that no one leaves the house these days so they're gonna be listening to this in their room just going all right yeah someone's clapping that's good they're clapping themselves um so nico you are a hilarious stand-up comedian um but you're also a father
0: yes indeed father of two
1: father of two and how old are your children nico
0: three and two so very close together my son just turned two a few weeks ago
1: oh so, yeah. wow wow three and two that is relentless that is you know that, that is that is unplanned
0: <laughs> okay
1: cool you, you know uh, i'm pleased you were open with that one to be fair because do you know what my, me and myself and my younger brother we are 11 months apart I mean, wow. sometimes I look at my mum and I'm like, "You're right, you're right, love. What, what was going on there? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. TV must have been broke, but um,
0: oh, yes. but <laughs> now, quick- but to be honest, we wanted two, but we didn't expect them so cl- close together. But so, so it's co- a blessing.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. always a blessing, always a blessing. Yeah. Um, now. um uh in terms of when you first became a father um because we'd like to kind of get a feel for how that all planned obviously you was you've kind of hinted there that you were always planning to have children um so what was the kind of conversations like before that were you were you ready and trying at the time or was it something that you thought you'd do at some point in your life or how did it come about that you became a dad
0: well to be honest i was more like I was more ambivalent. I was neither here nor there. If I have kids, great. If I don't have kids, I can live with that, too. So I was kind of like, you know, yeah, I was ambivalent towards it. She came to a point where she definitely wanted kids. And so then it was like, okay, cool, because at first she started uh, craving like cats. So we got a couple of cats, and that didn't satisfy her. And then she went from <laughs> cats to kids. So, so I got two cats, two kids now.
1: Are you worried um, what the next stage in her evolution is going to no, be? No,
0: no I, I told I told her that's it. Not even a goldfish you get in. This is it. <laughs> this is it. I'm...
1: Now that you are actually a father, talk to me about how it's kind of changed your life in, in the ways that you weren't necessarily expecting when you were perhaps ambivalent about having children.
0: I have no energy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no energy, no time, um, no, it's, it's kind of like put a fire beneath me in terms of, oh shit, I can't faff around anymore, I need to be able to provide, so I need to focus a bit more on what I'm trying to do in my life, whereas before I think, I think I would be in a worse off situation if I didn't have kids if you get what i'm saying in terms of like career wise and focus with my life and stuff like that i think i would be in a worse place if i didn't have them cuz i'd I, just be chi- i'd just be chilling
1: <laughs> i 100% know what, I mean. know what you mean by that i think that that's one of the things that children definitely bring to a person it's that focus because you know you just to, to be honest to say you can't mess around anymore is not entirely true you just have very short fleeting moments where you can mess around like every now and then i'll pick up my xbox and have about 20 minutes and then i never actually get through a full game before i have to go and do something <laughs> uh, you have yeah, to be yeah. much more uh kind of selective with your time
0: yeah I mean, it's like i i recently downloaded a game um called Witcher 3 or something and it's like an rpg and i'm like i just did one training bit and that was it and i'm like okay i need to put this down now and go to bed you know it was before i could play the whole night through and not worry about anything but now i'm just like i can't yeah the free time is truncated massively
1: do you know do you know what this this is actually so funny that you've said that because for christmas i also got the witcher free and (laughs) and I can't I, I haven't got time to play it I started playing it I got my little character on a horse he was riding around yeah, in the yeah, marshlands yeah, 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 yeah. and then I was literally like mate you're a dad who cares about these village folk in the yeah. medieval <laughs> witchcraft world yeah, 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 like yeah. you need to focus on keeping your child alive rather than yeah. casting spells um, yeah. so I haven't played it so yeah.
0: there are games within the game and I'm like dude I can only learn one thing right now <laughs> so that's right in the horse? and then that's it, man. If you are listening to
1: this podcast, the kind of, you know, the the overall theme of this podcast is that if you're a father, you have Mm. no time to play The Witcher 3. Okay, they're not compatible. They're not compatible.
0: Yeah, get Tetris or something.
1: Now, um, our listeners might be able to hear that wonderful lilt to your your accent, um, kind of suggesting that you are from... The West Indies, whereabouts are you from uh Nico let's tell you should
0: notice Johnny
1: oh I know you're patient <laughs> but i wanted to, I wanted okay. you to drop it like it's hot nah. you know
0: yeah, yeah. now nah, Barbdos Barb there
1: yeah. we go. It sounds from the way you it. Deli- you're a very relaxed and chilled man, um yeah. just from the way you're talking you can you you ooze that, I should say, yeah. so okay. how do you think that kind of relaxed nate that relaxed approach how, how have you taken that into your um new task of fatherhood or, or or has it changed you have you have you become a bit more kind of on edge and jumpy um with all the things that you now have to do yeah i'm wired man i'm
0: strung out <laughs>
1: um <laughs> no um
0: you know what the hardest bit is is you know people prepare you for it but there's nothing that can prepare you for it until you experience it and that's not getting any sleep, your sleep is just decimated so you wake up a bit more tense, less relaxed, groggy and you're a bit, um you know, slightly like snappier so it's good that I was relaxed naturally <laughs> because yeah i be going bonkers man but no man, the sleep is not getting in enough sleep is is hard. It's, I'm not gonna lie, that's a tough bit, man.
1: Also, the idea that the, the fact that you're from Barbados, um, mm. your parents and kind of wider family, they're still in Barbados, are they not? My my parents, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. With your your side of the family uh, being in another country, how have you found that um, with regards to raising your children and not having like your your parents closer to you? and being able to be there with your children growing up.
0: Yeah, that's that's a hard bit um, in that, like, it helps to have the grandparents uh, around, you know what I mean? To take them off you for a bit. So we only got her grandparents around and they kind of live um, far as well. So that's, you know, there are not many people who can babysit for us that, you know, that we trust that sort of way, that you feel happy to, oh, let's drop them off there and go away somewhere. You know, so that's tough not having my parents in this country. But, um, you know, you get by. And the shocking thing is that, like, we were meant to go to Barbados next month. But, you know, coronavirus put an end to that. So... Corona has
1: destroyed so many holidays.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and she has only met my... My kids only met my parents, like, once before to be honest so that was going to be number two
1: and 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 do you for me for you as a father as well do you, does that kind of irk you? does that kind of sit funny in your you know in your soul that your parents haven't been uh involved as much because i know for me personally one of the biggest things i wanted to see was my mum interacting with my child and you know so it, it wasn't just the you know, access to childcare, it was also being able to kind of um, puff up their lives as well. Is that something that you still struggle with? I would, yeah, I'd
0: love to see that, you know. And also I would love to, for her, I keep saying her, I got two. Uh, (laughs) No, I, I would love for them to be immersed in that culture a bit more. Not, to, but yes, I would like them to have a more connection, family connections with Barbados, and be, you know, grow up in that area, uh, spend more time there. But yes, um, not having that much of a connection with my side of the family does kind of yeah rub me the not yeah kind of irks me a bit yeah, I will say that.
1: It's, it's something that i think a lot of you know the listeners uh, will 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 well many of them will have experienced something similar you know and whether it even be parents live in another country or just as you say with regards to your uh, Uh, wife's parents just being far away and not necessarily seeing them as much but you touched on a point there that I definitely wanted to come to next and that was around the cultural aspect and the fact that your children now are obviously growing up in the UK um, but you grew up in Barbados and how do you obviously you've said that you would like them to be a bit more tapped into the kind of culture you came from but how do you combat that how do you make sure that your children are tapped into that culture that you you originate from
0: well more trips home really but yeah more trips home or some of the family coming over but yeah my my daughter especially she's got like a posh british accent man a very posh <laughs> british accent she's like, daddy could i watch gingerbread man you know and <laughs> i'm like what is this my kid but um <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to take them back more often, you know, and for longer periods of time. Because the first time we went, it was just two weeks. So if I take them back, I want to take them for a month, a month at least, you know. Sure. Um, so they can kind of yeah. get
1: immersed in it a bit more.
0: Yeah, a bit more. And yeah, just see more of the island, see more of my friends and my family, and, you know get some taste down there.
1: Sounds yeah. good to be, it sounds, I mean, they're going to be lucky, lucky kids if they're getting to spend a month and, in Barbados. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and just learn, you know, learn how to swim in the sea rather than a swimming pool. And, you know, yeah, I look forward to that. So I, I, I was absolutely gutted because the email only came through like a week ago saying your flight and everything is canceled. Ah,
1: well, I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, uh, Nico, but um, lockdown seems to be over and everyone's at the beach in like Bournemouth and stuff. So get yourself down there, teach me swing and see, mate. It's all fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are, like myself, you're in an interracial relationship as well, are you not, Nico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of um, having mixed race children, but like what, what do you think are the particular kind of issues that come up at times that you've had, not necessarily bad issues, but issues that you might not have experienced before when it comes to raising interracial children in the UK at the moment? I think
0: because my kids are two and three and I think the, the issues that you're going to get are when they're in like primary school onwards and whatnot. Right now kids are just kids and they're quite innocent and they're not thinking about these things that you know that arise as the parents put these ideas and you know these different things in their head. so at the moment they are you know all these struggles and stuff um like differences are taught You know what I mean? They learn these things from somewhere at the age. She's at now, you know, she doesn't have any concept of those things really, you know? So, but as, you know, when they get into primary school and people are a lot more, I think that's when these issues are gonna become more prominent.
1: With regards to um, the kind of dynamic with you and your wife Uh, and the way that you make parenting work how what what kind of um uh what kind of um, advice would you say almost in terms of how you guys make it work in terms of balancing working and looking after your children and who does what how do you guys make it work in your relationship
0: oh man we just wing it, really? <laughs> <laughs> is it working? That's the thing. I don't know. Um... I don't think we have a, a planned out strategy. We have... A, to be honest, she's she's more strict than I am when it comes to parenting. Which is, you know, you normally expect, like... Um, Sometimes the mum is a bit softer and the dad is the strictest. I, it's the opposite with us. I am a bit more, because I had a Caribbean upbringing. Yeah. Which was kind of harsh in that, you know, you get lashes and they're very strict with you and da da da. I am now the opposite. And I think you kind of get that. So I am more chilled out and let them do this, let them have another start. Whereas she's proper on it, on it. So. I, I am,
1: love that. I can just I, imagine your house now with your kid going, "Daddy, could I have some gingerbread?" Yeah, go on, man. Uh, I yeah, get the gingerbread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm the softy, man. I'm the softy, and she's the one that's, "No, you, why are you giving them that, that, that? You can't let them watch that, you know." So I'm, I'm the one that I let everything slide, man.
1: And in terms of, again, you're referring back to the kind of Caribbean parenting um, that you yourself would have been raised within, um, was, was that a situation where, because um, certainly from my own experience, there would be a, a matriarch who would really kind of run the show and be the main caregiver? Yeah. Um, and um, is th- is that something that has happened with you guys raising your own Uh, children or are you actually much more involved? She
0: does more because she works from home and for a long while, I, I was the one who was, you know, working, going out, going in and whatnot. So she had them more than I would be around. I'm around more and I probably, yeah, it's different to what I was raised with because I was raised more with, I think, my, both my parents used to work when I was growing up, so they would drop us off at our aunts or our grandmother and whatnot, so it was different. The one biggest regret that I have from my parents is that they didn't teach me the value of money. They didn't like drill it into me how important money was. So, <laughs> so that's one thing I'm going to make sure my kids understand is like the value and importance of money. Cause I I just had money and I just used to throw it away at nonsense, just spend it on absolute rubbish. Then the other thing I think about sometimes that I wish had I had growing up was that, um, but I guess my dad was older then. But I wish I played sports with my dad. You know what I mean? Like I wish me and my dad had moments of playing sports or whatnot together. So I'm gonna try and play more sports with my kids. Really.
1: Is there what? a sport in particular that you can take some expertise in into your child's lives? No, I, I used to dabble in
0: everything. I was average at uh, almost every sport. They got a little basketball hoop outside. We kick around the football. Nice. Um, we got this throwing thing. Like, you know, you throw it. It's like a, dart, like a dartboard, but the ball sticks to it. So, you know. Getting up oh, the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and you're average skills. at that as well, are you? I'm average at all <laughs> sports. I don't, I didn't, ex- I was decent at football as a striker. I was, you know, I was slightly above average at that. And so, but I love basketball as well. But yeah, I'm going to let them play any and everything. I'm, whichever one they gravitate towards then, you know,
1: you um, may have been average at all sports, but you're not an average comedian. You're a very good comedian. Oh, um, you, and one of the reasons why I um, even was so excited about you coming on the podcast is because even before I'd even had uh, my son, you were always talking to me because you were one of the comedians that I knew that had already had children. Mm. And there were different bits of experiences that you were sharing. Um, what What is it like working in an industry like comedy where um finances are obviously very uncertain work can be uncertain up and down and obviously unsociable hours with regards to working hours um now a lot of our listeners might not necessarily be comedians but they may be self-employed and work different hours and find you know that that might affect child care so how do you how is how is has being a comedian affected being a parent well the good thing is i would say the good thing is i rather this job
0: than what I used to do before. I'd rather be a comedian and be a parent than be doing a nine to five. Because daytime, I see them more than if I were doing a nine to five. You know what I mean? So I can see them during the day from morning to evening and then I shoot off around six and six is when they're having their dinner and getting ready for bed so i can see a lot more of my kids so that's good in terms of being a um, a comedian but the bad thing is you know getting up early they get up early and then you're going to bed late so then you know you're like ah oh, i'm just getting you know i'm not getting into my sleep properly and they're waking up so that's the bad thing but i would say this is one of the better jobs man i think like ad hoc work or you know is better but financially it's not in terms of the fluctuations in your pay but in terms of seeing them it's better you know yeah being more adjustable yeah. yeah
1: i definitely think the financial constraints are an issue that people have to um Kind of take on board when it comes to having children and working yeah. in industries like that but ultimately you know um the old adage like that it's ne- there's never a right time to have a kid like financially there's always something else you could have done gone on holiday or whatever but mm. it's it's always the right time you know what i mean so it, it's been a a blessing for me and there's been loads of stuff that everyone goes you, you i mean i remember you saying you're never ready until you actually do it kind of thing yeah. and you, you there were kind of you learn as you go but was there anything that kind of caught you unawares um that has been a real positive and i mean don't get me wrong most people love their children but was there anything any like aspects of fatherhood that you just have taken to and thought this is just fantastic
0: i think when you see progress when you see them doing something that they couldn't do before and they're nailing it and they're building up confidence in their abilities. Like you got one of them um, block puzzles, you know, it's like spatial awareness and seeing shapes properly and whatnot, you know, where you got like a shape, like a diamond and you got to fit it through a hole yeah. with one of those puzzles. So it's got like a, a four leaf clover, it's got diamonds, it's got a star, it's got this and you got to fit it in the correct slot. So my son used to struggle with that before, but I'm seeing like two days ago, he's absolutely crushing it. And he's like, I can do it, daddy. I can do it, daddy. And he's putting them all in the right um, slots and whatnot. He's absolutely, you know, so something like that just makes your heart swell with joy. You're seeing that they're, you know, developing and getting skills and they're, beaming absolutely beaming he's there everyone he puts in i can do it daddy i can do it so that that you know brings a immeasurable joy seeing something like that
1: i i think that's such a good point i really do i it's one of my favorite moments i think it's the best really my son gets proud of himself and he he smiled and it it honestly is so fantastic and um i think you've made the point really well about seeing that progress and now that your son can fit uh different objects into shapes like he'll have your you know credit card away and into a cash point slot. He'll work <laughs> out now. He's got the skills. He's excellent. You gotta watch out for that.
0: Yeah. Um, they they won't have cards by that time he's out of agile though. That's gone. True. That is It'll true. It'll be all um, embedded in our bodies and shit. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: We're looking for a sponsor to help get the How's Your Father podcast to an even bigger audience. Sponsoring the show, as well as a promotional trailer, means that your message and our message will be inserted into some of ACAST's biggest podcast titles. Get on board and partner with the How's Your Father podcast. Go to pauldaniels.tv for more information. One of the things um, I told my wife, she might have trouble having a second. So we didn't expect but she had no trouble at all having a yeah. second so, so you, you know, started doing
1: whatever you wanted basically <laughs> yeah.
0: but we, we wanted we wanted to we didn't expect that you know and yeah, maybe it wouldn't happen or if it does it might happen down the road or whatnot um but now it just happened like that boom
1: yeah absolutely blessing for sure in terms of having those two kids that are so close in age what are the would you say are the perhaps negative points about having kids so close, and what are the positive aspects of it? They, they fight.
0: That's the main thing. They fight over everything. My son, he got uh, one of these, um, I don't even know the name of the toy. It's uh, one of these, I think it's a how to train your dragon, dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's got batteries. It's, it got this thing where you can put batteries in, and I think it can spray out water and, and shoot projectiles. And this was from like two weeks ago he got it. And we've refused to put the batteries and the water and stuff in it because if we do that, the fights that are gonna kick off over it are just gonna <laughs> be <laughs> just gonna be monstrous. So we've just let's leave it as it is, and so they will get bored of it. And the plan is to buy a second one and give to both of them at the same time. That's how bad the fighting is. So what? yeah, yeah, yeah they don't want what you give them. They just want what the other one has and they just fight over it. And that's the main thing, the lack of sharing.
1: So currently the how to teach a dragon is sitting next to the Witcher 3, currently (laughs) in unplayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, In terms terms of how they get, uh, obviously you mentioned they fight, but do you find, I've I've talked to some other uh, dads that have said this, that they can sometimes, it can help parenting in terms of they entertain at the very least each other um and can kind of yeah kind of take the pressure off you a little bit where they're both playing together when they're not fighting is that does that work that way for you
0: bro it's like if they spend an hour together 12 minutes would be peaceful (laughs) so so i i don't experience that benefit the other yeah the other 48 minutes is just part in fights so i don't know man i you know the bit for us is that the naps my son still takes a midday nap and that is just a dream like when you lose those naps man heartbreaking so he still goes for a nap around midday and we just put her in front the telly that's when she can watch a program or something and that's when we get peace but we're gonna be gutted when he stops napping man
1: Uh, to be honest you've said they stop napping and that's just rocked my world. Well, right. gonna... but I, need, I need that nap, man. I need, yeah. that. I need that nap yeah.
0: for good. Oh, yeah. How many naps does he do?
1: He does two. He does one at 11, like yeah. 10, 10 to 11. He'll have like half an hour just mm-hmm. to, you know, recharge his batteries so he can go again. And yeah. then at around two, he does an hour. And that's when, if we've got anything to get done, that's when I get get all yeah, of my stuff those, done. Yeah, those know. are
0: going to disappear, man. I hate to break it to you. They're going to disappear. Oh no! Especially that early morning one. That's going to be the first to go, man.
1: Oh, half no. an hour
0: one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I need to he... find him something else to do. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I might get a dra- how to teach a dragon down there, so he can <laughs> he, he can yeah. get on that. Um, yeah, in terms of like what it's like essentially being a man in the modern era um you know the demands you would and expectations on fathers have obviously changed since we were younger what would you say what would you how would you say um from your perspective uh the expectations on fatherhood has changed what what do you think it requires in in the modern era to be a good dad so everything
0: is a bit more shared the tasks are a bit more well I don't want to say equal but you know men are a lot more involved now these days whereas before it would have been seen as the woman's job to do all that side of you know the care and the nurturing the feeding the you know household stuff so in that sense it's a big change especially from uh, going from the Caribbean to somewhere like here because in the Caribbean it's still kind of seen as you know, the the woman's t- uh, area, the child raising is is yep. in certain yeah in certain you know places yeah it's more, it's more traditional, more traditional more yeah. traditional
1: roles yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. who's to say who's right and who's wrong you know as long as. The kids are happy and in a good emotional state and the couple is happy and in a good emotional state and nobody's being, you know, overworked or stressed with it, then you got to work out what works for you and what you feel happy with. Sure, As I said, I'm quite I'm I'm quite easy going like getting my kids to bed is like a nightmare. I, I got to be like um, telling them. <laughs> If if you don't go to bed, I'm gonna take this privilege away. I'm gonna take that away. I'm gonna take the whole, you know, how to train your dragon away. I'm gonna take da da da. Whereas my parents would just slap a belt on the wall and I'd be like, okay, good night. You know what I mean? Like,
1: You're just be one. Feminine. Apparently, it was much more efficient, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah,
0: my mom would go get a belt, slap it on the wall, and we'd be like, okay, good night. Um,
1: you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, our yeah, father's no. in heaven, you know. <laughs> but now it's like, <laughs> even yeah, if you I ain't gotta, asleep, you better pretend you're asleep, yeah. That kind yeah, of vibe,
0: <laughs> yeah. Whereas these kids, they get up and run around and giggle, and they're jumping off tables and wrestling and all sorts of shit. And I'm like, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One of the things that I've been talking about with people in the pod are the anxieties that are attached to parenthood. And that can start from, you know, from when your partner's pregnant and, oh, I hope everything's going to be all right. And you've got to then go through labor, which is incredibly stressful. And then when the kids are here, it's not like chill out time. Um, it's quite the opposite, really. But partly. Um, One of the things that I think a lot of uh, the listeners listening to this and uh, both of us might be feeling are perhaps an anxiety when it comes to the world because things are moving so quickly right now, um, not necessarily knowing what the future is going to look like. How do you address that issue with your own children and and are there things that you're particularly worried about uh, moving forward into the future and your kids growing up into that future?
0: I I tell people like having a kid, your emotions in terms of everything go up by like 20, 25% in terms of like what you feel as a person in terms of like, I thought I knew love before I had kids. But then I was like, oh, I can love even more. Yeah. So like I have a bigger, like my heart felt a joy I never felt before because of these kids if you get what I'm saying Definitely. so that, that that's a it's like if you're playing a video game and you get more experience points and your health meter or whatever increases it goes up it is a, you get you get a longer health bar like your emotions do that same thing when you get kids and and it's with respect to every emotion so you you get more love but also on the other side, you're more fearful. You get more fear in your heart because you don't want anything to happen to them. So like, whereas before I would be like, I was less, you know, cause it was just me, but now when you see things happen in the world, you're like, oh shit, this could affect my kids. So then that fear is, is amplified because you want to protect them to, to a different level than you want to protect yourself. So, when you, when you see like what's happening in the world now, you're just like, geez, <laughs> did I really bring kids into this madness? You know what I mean? But I saw, uh, I don't know, man. I, I saw, uh, you know, you get these things being sent around on WhatsApp and you think all doom and gloom, you think, ah, oh, you would have hoped racism would have, you know, not been eradicated, but we we would have been dealing with it better. And then you got this coronavirus and you see these things and you're like, oh, shit, my kids got to deal with this nonsense. But there was this one um, thing being sent around that said, basically, if you were born, I think it was like 1930 something. You would have gone through two world wars, (laughs) uh, the depression stop mark you would have even gone gone through and you if you were still living you would have gone through the crash of um 2008 so you would have gone through the cold War all these different things so when, when you look at it from that perspective that because we always seem to think that oh this is the the world is coming to end this is mm-hmm. the worst thing ever but people like probably my parents when they had that um or probably my grandparents when they had the world wars going on, and stuff like that. And then my parents with the Cold War, they were probably thinking the world is going to end soon as well. So I take heart from that in that, you know, we right now might be thinking this is the worst the world has ever been, but you know, they've been worse things. Yeah. You know, so I take heart in, in that seeing that things can get better. And as time goes on, we might look back at it and just see 2020 as oh remember that time the riots kicked off and all that but you know i think you gotta have hope sure and hope that things can get better man how do because i was i was one i asked my brother about that um as well so i'm interested to hear how you feel about that in terms of the fears and anxieties you see from the crazy stuff going on in the world. How do you deal with that?
1: First of all, I thought your whole response there was fantastic. That's why I love this podcast. I think like sometimes people just say stuff and it's just brilliant. I thought it was quite poetic and and from the heart. So fantastic, well done. Um, In terms of my perspective, I look at it like this. I had a child because I wanted to give him as much love as I could and give him the best life possible um that i you know giving him everything that i actually can and through that i want to raise a, a man well, raise my son to become the man that can have a seriously positive impact on the world and help change it for the better because ultimately unless parents start raising their kids to be better people we're just going to keep committing the same mistakes that we have periodically for as long as we can remember and I hope for humanity, I honestly believe that unless we become better, we won't be going on for that much longer in the scheme of things. There's too many crazy people. So I hope that, and and, and I plan to work hard in that image, that we all start to raise children um, with that in mind so they we have a new generation of children that are better than Their parents, and if we do, humanity has a bright future ahead. So that's usually how I kind of resolve it in my mind. I think.
0: But then you see what is out there now, and seeing him moving into that, does that not cause you to be like, oh, Um, you know what I mean? Like
1: the Black Lives Matter situation. I, I, I I will raise my son. The way that i have been raised in terms of politically switched on and active actively trying to shape the world around him so mm. i don't i don't expect him it would be it's a nice feeling or a nice idea to think that we can sit back and expect the world to sort itself out but ultimately mm. i'm from i've been raised to be actively trying to help shape that so I would look at a period like this and he's not old enough to work it out yet but I would show him this and say this is what this is and we have to make sure that we you know he has to be an active part of the solution rather than hoping that someone else will find Mm -hmm. it so this stuff doesn't really scare me it's more it's more um an essential part of his learning that's kind of how I see it really. Now, Nico, on the podcast, we obviously uh, are sharing experiences, which is fantastic for all the fathers out there to hear from other people because so much of it will resonate um, with our listeners and they'll think, oh, right, I'm not alone and, you know, this is great. But one of the things that we can always do is share advice. So this uh, advice sharing comes under a little feature that we call Get Your Tips Out for the Dads, OK? And I I don't mind if I sing along get your tips out get your tips out get your tips out for the dads nico yearwood can you have a tip for the dads please once the kids are around no phones allowed
0: and i think that's a great tip because sometimes you know like you're tweeting stuff or you're doing something on instagram or whatever and you kind of have to do it when you're like a comedian my daughter said to me the other day my son was asking me something i was just finishing up sending out a a post on instagram or whatnot and it is a rule we implemented recently that once you're watching the kids no phones allowed and i kind of was like okay let me just post this quickly and get rid of it but the kids notice this the kids see Mm it and and my daughter said to me and she as i said she's just three years old and she says she says, daddy, why are you speaking to Ruben like that? I was like, how do you mean? I'm not, how, how am I speaking to Ruben? And she goes, you're looking at your phone rather than looking into his eyes. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I swear, sorry. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I, I put down my phone immediately and I was like, you know what? You're right, 100% right, bad daddy. And I put my phone down and yeah. So kids need your attention your full and divided attention so yeah i would say put your phones have a rule when you're watching the kids put your phones away and just engage with them face to face eye to eye contact and they, they need it man and that i i think that would also build their social skills and confidence in talking to people and whatnot so that would be my tip it's a common sense tip really but you know we, we're all human and we're all addicted to our phones
1: i think that's a fantastic fantastic tip uh yeah. well done there i mean uh, to be honest i am so guilty of it myself as well i'm always i'm a, especially at eight months because he's not talking or whatever i'm just a bit yeah. like oh yeah you know just do your own thing and obviously i'm watching him but not necessarily you know but yeah, I think it, I, I found myself having to put my phone down as well and say, you know what, I'm, I need to be a little more present and in the moment. And- oh, yes, 100 percent. Now, we, we've got a proper rule
0: now and we, you know, we scold each other if we catch each other on the phone. So we're like, <laughs> no, 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 you know, but it, it, it's a big help, man, because they want and they crave your attention as a parent. So. Then they're not getting it because one time as well, in fact, why we started it is because in the morning, my son comes in, he comes in first. He comes in so early, like five o'clock and he came in and I had my phone. I was up because I could hear them, you know, I could hear him crying. Um, so I was up and I had my phone on me. I was looking at something, just checking news or whatever, and he comes in the room sees that i'm on the phone and he turns around and walks right back up so wow. then i was like yeah so i was like oh crap we can never you know so mm. they need our attention man and you got to give it to them so that's why we started it like he just looked at me and he's like oh daddy's busy and i wasn't busy i was looking at nonsense and he turned away with his head down as well Dragging oh. his yeah, dragging Full drama, his, yeah, yeah, yeah dra- dragging his elephant behind him. So I was like, okay, yeah,
1: <laughs> one <laughs> tear rolling yeah. halfway down his cheek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that kid in acting school, he's ready for the stage. I that. Yeah, so um, Nico, good. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've been an absolutely wonderful guest. Um, can you tell our audience, our listeners, where they might find you if they've enjoyed your wonderful? Tone of voice and uh, perspective on life.
0: Instagram and Twitter is just Nick's man and I'll spell that for you. That's N double E K S M A N. So that's Nick's man and yeah, Instagram and Twitter. So cool. Perfect. Thanks for having me, man. On the next How's Your Father podcast,
1: actor, screenwriter, comedian, and all around spectacular human being. Dave Fulton! If anybody says to you, well, raising an adopted child is just like raising a child that came out of your, you know, biologically,
0: you go, (laughs) ha ha, no, fuck off, no, not even close. If people who had kids naturally had to go through what we had to go through before we, you know, finally got to the point where the the parents of this amazing little boy, if they had to go through that, there'd be nobody on the planet within a generation, there'd be none. Because it's like, you want me to do what? I have to do this and take that and take that course and read this. (laughs) You mean I just can't have sex and have a kid? No, you know. And and the backlog of children who need families, who need homes, is, is mind-boggling. Produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.